in 2018, a group of hard-living, somewhat lovable fly-fishing enthusiasts joined forces at St. James Episcopal Church. Yes, a church. This group of outdoors junkies quickly began planning an escape from the burdens of daily life, an exodus into the wild. Today, this group remains together, a bit rough around the edges, fueled by good intentions and cold beer. If this sounds like you or someone you know, then maybe, just maybe, this podcast is for you. Maybe you're ready to cast your faith. But even if you're not, stay tuned for another episode of Cast Your Faith. Or something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Now we're recording, by yeah, the way. Good, just good. just so you know. Well, of, course, of course you are now. Yeah, that's yeah, perfect yeah, timing. Yeah. That's perfect timing. Oh, your mic wasn't on anyway. I've, although every other mic picks up yours, so... Because, you know... I'm everywhere. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, there I am. Yeah, Hello. There you Hello. Oh, you are everywhere. Yahtzee. Boo-ray. Kino. <laughs> no, it's funny. I need to go back and find the wording for those intros, because with these cool new gold microphones, I'd love to record good intros, just a clean, you know, there are two sides of the fly fishing world. I don't remember the words, but... Yeah, I mean, I've got them both. We could transcribe them. Who's going to do that? Though? That sounds like a lot. I mean, it's I like 45 seconds of audio. I can't do that. That's a lot of words. <laughs> I can't be that guy. Did you, did you write them down the first time? I did. Okay. I kind of scribbled them on a pad, and then once I laid them down, I was like, yeah. I got it. Never but I wonder if there's again. a way I can take it from, because I put it on notes on my phone, if yeah. I can take that and somehow call it back up to read it back to me, but I'm pretty sure I just deleted it after I, I recorded mean, it. I was, that was, it really wouldn't take much to transcribe it. That was, it's a lot of effort, though. I'm just saying. I'm not about that life. Jeff has people. Yeah. You got people? You got a guy? Got a guy. Yeah, that probably, reminds me. Yeah. I gotta, I, we got to have playground talk at some point, because Red is pressing me hard for a playground for Christmas, and I'm like, do I go spend $1,500, or does Jeff have a guy that can just come build me one? Oh, no, I've got a guy, but it'll probably cost you $15,000, so... Okay, well, I think yeah. we, we switched demographics. All right, hit the yeah. theme, Expo. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah, that's... Cool, all right, Got so a new theme. Um, am I too high? Does... Is that a little, no, that a little you, loud? No, you sounded fine to me. Okay, all right. I, I, I don't you, sound very loud. I can't. No, you, you sound know. just right. I think that sounds just about. Good, I think right? we got it just okay. about right. Okay. Sounds why good. is your I, loud? So why is, why is your mic louder than mine? Well, well it's not it's, the mic. It's not the mic. So if you could see the mixing board over here, I'm like pegged to the right. <laughs> Kenneth is basically off, and uh, and you're kind of right in the middle. I don't so. want to say this is a testo- <laughs> testosterone thing, but it could be. A <laughs> I mean, thing. it might be. Uh, <laughs> but here we are yeah. again. It's happening. We're doing this again. We are. Against yeah. all recommendations. We're going into episode seven. This will be Is, episode uh, seven. Yeah, it was five. Five came out this week. The uh, the Jeff Pretty interview. That was, uh, that, was that was prior to microphones, by the way. If right. If you've listened to it, yeah, that should it was, be obvious. But uh, that was a good one. And then, you know, this coming Friday, it's already loaded up and ready to go. Is the uh, the evening prior to the Fall Family Fandango? We had a lot of great guests that night. It was. I think we covered a lot of ground. It's it's really good. I've listened to it a couple times now. Um, it's it's really good. I strongly recommend. 
Yeah. But we're doing something different tonight. We're going, we're going guestless tonight, from what I hear. We, yeah. we are. Yeah. We are going guestless. We're doing that not, um, not to be you know, critical of guests. We just felt like all the ones we've had on so far have been so mediocre. I mean, that, that's part of it. The other part. Um, we just felt like we needed to get in here especially and put the down. Especially yeah. that Brian Wilmer character. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's dude. been on yeah. twice. Yeah. We just we need a new booking right, department. Look, when we yeah, get yeah. to Squirrel Center, just remind me because I have a fantastic Wilmer story okay. that he will love hearing. I bet. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. So, so just to, to tease ahead to next week, sure, real sure. quick. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been, we had a special guest who's wife has um has requested multiple times now that she at least be allowed to preview the audio sure yeah those requests have been denied um i've previewed the audio right i think it's excellent um if you never hear from me again after friday just uh i think you'll know where to look i think i i think i know the guest you're referencing yeah i think his wife is right to be concerned she is there's a lot of interesting facts that came out that I'm I'm concerned. I don't want to say it's J- JFK you, related since it, we're in Dallas yeah. and on the QAnon deal. Right, well, yeah, we just had one. Yeah, I'm not um, saying JFK makes an appearance next week, but maybe. Look, I don't want to give too much of a tease here, but if my head is bashed in with a baseball bat after next Friday, we know where to look. We'll know where to look. We know where yeah, to look. and you're yeah. going to have to tune in to know what we're talking about. It's the only way so, to find that's out. Right. Really. It's that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're sitting here, and and again, it's the same same normal crew of celebrities. It's uh. Jeff Jacoby at the helm. It is uh, Clayton Christian over there keeping us all in line, making sure we all get the fly fishing points correct. That's right. On the broadcast. And it's uh, it's me, Kenneth Lawrence, just on a real stream of consciousness journey uh, throughout these things. But today when we're recording this is uh, All Saints Day, the Feast of All Saints. It's a movable feast in the Episcopal Church. And, uh, you know, kind of the whole point behind it is this universal connection between those people that have died and gone to the great beyond and those of us that are still here. And uh, we celebrated that today at church. And it kind of got me thinking in terms of what we do when we go outdoors, when we go camping and we hang out with one another and we go fishing, there's been someone in each of our lives at some point that kind of lit that candle and gave us that passion for the outdoors. For some people, it's a mom dad, grandpa, whoever, that took us fishing for the first time and kind of made us think about that. And whenever All Saints Day rolls around, I tend to tend to drift back to that. And it's just kind of an interesting thing to kick around the table. But the first time that I remember catching a fish, um, and both you guys can can relate to the geography of this, I went, uh, I grew up in Beaumont, Texas, and we ran right over from Beaumont, Texas to Rollover Pass. Yep. The cut, as we called it, Um, just a cut on a little spit of land that everybody forgot about. And my grandfather took me fishing, and I had a Snoopy Zebco reel. I mean, it was the top of the line Snoopy Zebco reel. Yeah, I I think I had the same one. I mean, probably you're a fisherman. Um, And we went over there, and you know, we were chunking bait or whatever. And I caught a little bitty bonnethead shark. Very first fish I ever remember catching. I may have caught ones before that, but that's the one I remember. And I've got a picture of that that still hangs in my office of me holding this goofy little bonnethead shark and my uncle and my grandfather standing there with me smiling. And that I, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. 
You know, that first tug of the line you feel and you know it's not current and there's an actual fish on there and reeling it in. But more than how excited I was, the thing that I think was impactful about it is how excited my uncle and my grandfather were when I caught that fish. And so when All Saints Day rolls around, I think back to my grandfather's gone on, my uncle's still here, um, but I think back to that feeling, right? The feeling of something more than you, the group that you're with excited for you. And as strange and as corny and as hokey as I know it sounds to the people that haven't been on our trips, we catch so few fish on our trips (laughs) that when somebody in our group goes out and actually catches a fish, we all have that collective high and we're super excited and it's such a, such a wonderful feeling. And, uh, you know, days like all saints day remind me of that and trips that, that we go on and having those experiences to, to rekindle those feelings. Uh, that's what it's all about. So without, uh, completely derailing our very obscene and profane podcast, I wanted to touch a little bit on the, the importance of all saints day and what it means to us around here at, at St. James. Jeff, what was your most memorable catch as as a kid? Oh man, you know I didn't I didn't really fish much as a kid. Um, my my dad and I have been fishing together some as an adult and some and my dad cannot catch a fish. Okay, so and any so is Clayton. I mean, no, no, he makes Clayton look like. <laughs> I mean, he makes Clayton look like, I don't know, Tom Rosenbauer or somebody. It, it's crazy. So my dad and I have been fly fishing a few times. He's never caught anything. I've never caught anything when I'm with him. He seems to project an aura. and um, So he's so he's Clay. Yeah, it's 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 similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, we, I mean, we, we'd go out fishing here and there a little bit. But, um, yeah, I you know, I didn't grow up in an outdoors family. Um, well, I didn't either, just for the record. I, yeah. I grew up with a single mom. Right. So my my fishing and, and hunting and outdoors experience were exclusive to my grandfather and my uncle. And then when I did go visit my dad, not to completely derail your story, but I am, uh, he, again, I guess, thought it was important to pass on some outdoor skills to his son. And we're in Midland, Texas, and it's the middle of the summer. And he's like, do you want to go hunting? yeah you know i'm 11 yeah let's go hunting sounds great so we take a 22 and my grandfather owns some land and we just kind of set off going out through this land and we're shooting at whatever songbirds crows (laughs) cows it doesn't matter to us we're shooting at them well he gets real serious We, we walk up to this little bluff this little rise in the flat earth of midland texas and he goes wait right here i go okay he goes crouch down I go, okay yeah so i crouch down he goes, you see that tree over there? I go, yeah, yeah. He goes, look on that branch. Oh, man, that's a big bird. What is that? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just take aim at it and shoot it. And we did. And we shot it, and my aim was true, and I smoked this bird. And it was a big bird. <laughs> and we walked the 100 yards up onto this bird that I had taken, my bounty, <laughs> ready to feed the family. This uh, This bird was probably a... 30-year-old great horned owl. Oh, oh, shit. I don't know if it still is, but at the time, it was certainly a protected species. Yeah. And we shot it. And I didn't know anything about hunting. I didn't know what we were doing. But I knew that this was not a bird you shot, right? <laughs> I just looked at it, and you know 
intrinsically that this is just not the bird you're supposed to shoot. And my dad picks it up, and it's an old bird, and it's got a knob on its foot, some sort of tumor coming off its claw, as a lot of those birds I've now found out will. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, that cancer is going to die anyway. <laughs> so we, we picked it up, and like a pair of hobos are wandering back to the house because we're going to, I guess, ostensibly cook our owl and eat it. And he's got a bird. He's a grown man. He's six foot one. And he's got a bird that if he's holding the talons at his waist, this bird's head is dragging the ground. And we're walking down the road as if this is somehow normal. And we get back to the house. My grandfather is less than impressed with our hunting bounty. I don't know how they finally wind up disposing this bird. I assume they just threw it in the trash. But I had no reason to become an outdoors enthusiast because I was so jaded by that experience that I probably should have never pulled a trigger again, really. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive that you've come back from that. To, well, although, as we've learned, when bird hunting, you now keep your gun on safety at all times. Well, look, I don't want to say that that's the reason. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I had some traumatic things happen yeah, early in no, life. That no, it makes perfect sense. I uh, I was like, is that a is that an owl? I don't yeah. know. It could be. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, what if you were to mistake a grouse for an owl? Very, I, very common mistake in the Northwoods. Yeah. When you're seven and a half feet away, throwing <laughs> a rock would have been adequate, but you couldn't get your gun off safety. It happens, okay? Yeah. It's just, Can you hand me one of those uh, mosaics, please? I don't think that's a good no, idea. No, it's a terrible. We've seen what happens when we when we do this. Hold on, are there? Let's see. So that's a six pack. That's you right, just took just off the second one into a four. and uh, I got, so I got, there should be about eight left. I brought two sixers because two sixers is better. Well, than yeah, twelve. No, no. Your your stance is that a twelve pack is somehow better than two six. What what are you doing? What. Oh, Jason. I think the reason he brought these beers is in direct response to Brian Wilmer's claim earlier that he never buys beer. No, so true story. I was actually working on uh, setting up our new little case for all the podcast stuff and cutting foam and getting it all figured out. And um, I just told him to go to the store and buy beer because he needed to do something. Look, you can't be here while grownups are working. It was more like he just kept kind of staring at me, like knowing that he wasn't going to help. Got that Labrador head yeah, turn. Yeah, like, head huh? turn. Like, I mm-hmm. got you the knife. I brought you a you nice did. You did. Brought, this is a really cool knife, actually. So check this thing out. It doesn't weigh anything. It's a nice little fillet knife. This is a great, great conversation for an audio medium, by the way. But uh, yeah, You shouldn't neat. have this for sure. No, this I is think, a very nice knife. Yeah. Perfect fillet knife, very it flexible is. blade. Yeah, it is a throw in your pack, and yeah, you need this that is, shore this lunch is a knife trout. I'll be keeping from here on out. No, 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 I've, I've already claimed it. Yeah, let me, let me have that back. Um, but uh, we, you know, you and I talked like less than fifteen minutes ago, or it was what fifteen minutes ago about what we were going to do on this podcast. Um, right, we had a yeah, very elaborate we pre-show did. meeting. Oh, I remember now. So, so Clay has just returned today from his very first time. Inaugural, yeah. Inaugural, yeah. Very first time taking his son camping. And for those of you that, obviously everyone that listens already knows us, but 
at some point in the future, we're going to have this huge listening audience, and people For are going to go back to the archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right, here. right. They've probably heard enough out of Clay right now to know that Clay is a handful, right? At best. So the apple does not fall far from <laughs> On the tree, his so, best day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Nick is Nick. Nick is great. I love Nick, but he can be a handful. And he's—I mean—he's a first grader, so he's naturally a handful. Yeah, let's just assume that if your baseline for a first grader is five, Nick's operational tempo is probably a seven. Yeah, right. He's yeah. a little bit more fiery he's, than most. He's up here. The other thing is that he takes after Clay in his size. So, and he's this, a large boy. He is. So he looks—he looks like he's in fifth grade. Oh no! Right. I would yeah. sell. I would sell Nick beer if I was yeah. in store and he came in. Like he does. Like, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I shaved today. Yeah, yeah. Well, here you go. It's, yeah. it's six pack. It's as good as two three packs. Well, and right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they go camping, and um, and Clay told me that he was going, and I was just like, "That's great." You know, I mean, you know, just keep it low key. You know, it's your first time out there with him, and keep location tracking on on your phone. That's right, all we're saying. Right. So I am. Uh, so it's it's Sunday night right now. So uh, yesterday, Saturday evening, I am driving to pick up dinner for my family, and I get this text message from Jill Clay's wife. It says, uh, "Did you PayPal Clay? You know what do I owe you?" And how I was, much? How uh, much do I, I owe you? How That's much do I owe said. you? And I it was, and I thought of so many like just smart aleck responses to this but finally i was just like girl there ain't enough money in the world yeah i mean but so finally i was just like no you don't owe me anything and then she's like wait did you not help clay and i was like i don't know what you're talking about but here's what's important about this story this is a textbook way for those of you listening at home that want to get involved in it to launder money Right. Yeah. I mean, you're this probably exactly right. So, how you launder money. So finally, I'm like, what? You know, what is going on? Because then she sends me another message that she's like really worried now. And at this point, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but hold on. So I call her, right? Because you can still do that on phones. And so I call her, and I'm like, some what? people, yeah. And so I was like, what? What is what's happening here? And so Clay, according to Jill, he's here. We can interview him about this in a minute. But we're gonna set up the the case here. Um, so, Jill tells me, Clay left town taking his first grade son camping and left his bank card, ostensibly the only purchasing power that he had on his person, at home. And he realized this, in his credit, he realized this, and... Now, this is, it gets a little fuzzy here, that he decided that he was going to contact me to PayPal him. All right, you've got to go slow on this. Hold on. Okay. So, he had a way to receive PayPal funds. Right, right, right. He's got, like, the the credit card that you get from PayPal. He's got his PayPal debit card ready to rock, right? So, he needs to put funds on that. Right. However, his partner in life, his cohabitator, his wife... Is not a PayPal girl. I, I, yeah, which, so I guess she couldn't PayPal him. She's Venmo only. She's Venmo only. This is a weird line to draw, but okay, that's fine. So Clay's gonna contact, so he tells Jill, I'm gonna, con- here, I'm gonna tell Jeff to, to, you know, PayPal me some money. Yeah, which, deference course, to yeah, him. Yeah, it's no the, big deal. It's the right yeah. play. When you're there, you're stuck. It's the right yeah, play. Yeah, he's just like, I know Jeff has PayPal. I'll do that. Do. It's yeah. a quick, uh, what am I gonna do? You know, whatever. So the, the problem is, so, which, 
Okay, so I'm going to tell Jeff to PayPal me, and then you Venmo him, or whatever, and we're all just going to lose a couple bucks in service fees, but whatever. And um, so I'm just like, all right, Jill, I haven't heard from him, you know? And so then, so I'm sit- at this point, I'm sitting in the, the drive through line. Why would you not have heard from him? Why? Yeah, he was going to contact me. and he needs funds. And here's the thing. I don't... So Clay calls me. I, I mean, honestly, I probably talk to Clay every day. Sure. He calls me all the time with nothing of importance to tell me. I mean, there's no urgency. We 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 talk all the time. It's great, but these conversations, conversations usually begin with, "Hey, what you doing?" Yeah, I mean, it's just there's no or <laughs> Not, like I'm on the river. I need money yeah, now. Yeah. So does he pick up the phone and call me? No. Does he shoot me a text message? No. All he does is there's apparently a way that you can send a request for money to PayPal. There's probably, I bet when I installed the app, it said, do you want notifications from PayPal? And I was like, no. no. Why would I want a notification I don't from care. PayPal? Yeah. So I know when my buddy sent me the $25 he owes me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'll I'm live. fine. So so I open it up and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'm looking at the app now, Jill. Yeah, he did request $60. So I send him 60 bucks. And um, Did the message come through? Wait, what? No. I don't, what are you talking about? No, oh, wait, again. You're, again wait, wait, now wait, you're wait, alleging a text message wait, was wait, sent? Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on, message, hold on. No, no, no. There's a message that comes with the... Oh, from the PayPal. Oh, he sent me another PayPal, PayPal again. So it's it's like he's just doubling down on the same crap. No, I don't look at my PayPal messages. Constantly, <laughs> what, what is constantly this? checking in on your PayPal messages, aren't you? I mean, you? no, I don't even see... Okay, I've got the app open. No, I don't... Um, so hold on, let's just put this oh, in context. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he sent me a... So out of town at Spivey's left bank card at home. Jeff, when oh, you're out geez. in the wilderness and you're devoid of currency or any way to transact a, a purchase or anything of that nature, is is your best option for communication going through PayPal? Is that normally what you would do? I mean, it's, you know, maybe if he'd been like held hostage and they could only go through PayPal and it's sending me a secret code Don't you or something? almost assume he's been taken hostage by a Nigerian prince if he's sending you a message yeah, through I PayPal? Mean, yes, it was so... So then... So I have this conversation with Jill and I'm just like... Uh, and I try to call him and go straight to voicemail. There's hardly any reception down there. And... And so then I'm like, just like, okay. So I call, and then Jill's freaking out, right? She's like, I have, he's got the boy. I haven't heard from them. He doesn't have any money. I don't know if they ever got to camp safely. They never checked in. I don't know anything, right? And I'm like, okay. Um, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that he's fine. And I said, in fact, those two have probably gone and like made friends with someone that has a $5 million house on the river and they're just like hanging out with them and he's not calling you because he doesn't want to tell you about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that Clay would do. So, yeah, I mean, and you put Nick with him. He's got the same thing. I mean, they're just going to be, yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, all right. I was like, well, hold on. I've got the number of the the lady that, you know, runs the place. I'll I'll give her a call because her cell phone works, but mine, mine doesn't work down there. So, well, um, if you don't have a track phone, yeah, it's I mean, not going to go through. Right, it's not going to go through. No, you're probably right. So I call her. She's in her deer stand. I want, I want you to know, I've met this woman many times. She's super nice. Love them. Eighty five. 
Girl, oh. you don't need to be in a deer stand. No, I'm Ain't I'm hoping that I'm hoping that she stand. said deer stand, but what she meant was walk in box blind because I'm... I what she meant was living room couch. That woman <laughs> I've met her twice and I can tell you she doesn't need to be in a deer stand. I've seen the stand. It is a tree stand. Oh Lord. Uh anyway, so that's I... a whole other conversation about why this woman took you out to her deer stand, but we we'll talk about that's, that later. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Um so anyway, I tell her, I'm just like, hey, you know, is Clay there? And she's like, oh, yeah, he's here with his little boy. They're all set up. And I was like, well, if you see him after you get out of your deer stand, will you tell him that he's an idiot and to check Please in with his wife? wife? Yeah. I don't think he ever did. I don't, did you ever Did you ever check in with Jill? No. 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 <laughs> For the record, Your Honor, no. No, no, no I did he, not. Just, I wish you all could have seen this. He he leaned into the microphone. He's very serious. No. Then no, shook his head. No, yeah. no. No, 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 I did not make a responsible adult decision. That would Do be you have totally anything to say about this? This was not high quality adulting. This was, this was yeah. borderline juvenile. Well, and before, hold it on. worked out, but it worked out. That's always his answer. Like, oh, uh, uh. that is always, that is, that is the clay Christian parachute. Yeah. Well, but did anyone die? Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. the best is, the best is I was, there was one of our Castor Faith trips where, you and you and Brian actually got the brunt of the I showed up to camp and nothing was done and I have to now leave camp and go to Walmart and spend four hundred dollars that I'm never gonna get back. <laughs> and then, you know, and Brian's calling me, he's like, When you come up tomorrow, bring you know, he's got like this laundry list of stuff. And I was like, I thought so and so had that. And he's like, They don't. And uh so you know, but our trips are great, and everyone should come on them. They they are because because we go to Walmart. We make it yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, we make it happen. So the best part is, so I'm talking to Clay after this trip, and I was like, "Look, man, we we gotta tighten this up. It needs to be this and that." He's like, "Hey, it always works out." I'm like, "It works out because everybody else does everything." <laughs> we uh, look, we really do have a good time. And it always does work out. No, it does work credit. out. Yeah, it, no, does it does work out. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd love to hear any comments you have on this from your perspective. You know, just walk us through how it went, how you thought PayPal was the most efficient means <laughs> of communication. You know, just a little play by play. Yeah, the whole deal. So, <clears throat> so I'm rolling down 35. And Nick's like, hey, man, I'm hungry. And I was like, all right, well, it's, you know, 1230. I'll feed you. So we swing off, and I was All like, How "Good about? parenting, <clears throat> gonna feed yeah. the child." Yes, yeah. gotta feed him. So, Cold uh, star parent. I said, uh, "You want Taco Bell or McDonald's?" Well, let's do Taco Bell. Well, it was closed. I don't know why. So, and we're in Italy, Italy, Texas, and uh, <laughs> stop at McDonald's. I go to pay, and I'm like, "Holy snaps!" I don't have my. Bank card on Snaps there. doesn't start with a sh. Schnapps. <laughs> so. sh- 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 he was trying to pronounce exactly. schnapps. Holy schnapps. <laughs> Holy wah. <laughs> Jesus, Pete, did you see that? Reached right there into the pocket. Didn't even have my wallet. <laughs> what you going to do? So the only card I see. That's in for there. you, Andy Schultz. That's for you. <laughs> hey, Andy. Hope you're having a good one. So this. Uh, it's so hey, I Andy. It's me, Clay. <laughs> I guess I caught you at a bad time. (laughs) Give me a call back when you get a chance. Hope you're having fun up there in Canada. Hope you're enjoying those Packers doing uh, well today, don't you know? Oh, then they do good. They were playing cribbage. No, they're not doing a damn good. Holy wah. 
That's like making a goddamn walleye salad with no mayonnaise, okay? <laughs> so, all I had in my wallet was my PayPal card and my company card. How? So, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. How does your debit card get separated from your wallet? Because like, what are you doing that it doesn't automatic just come out, go automatically back in? I stopped and got gas before we left town and left my wallet in the truck and just grabbed the, the card and put it in my pocket, went, got some Red Bull and some papers and, you know. Okay, so so one, don't do that. Yeah. yeah Two, yeah. okay, so you, you right now, actually, you have your wallet out of your pocket. It's on the table. Yep. What is in that thing? And at what point are you going to stop carrying a Star Wars wallet? No, it's it's bright what, orange. Why is it I mean, safety Oklahoma, orange? I just don't Oklahoma know. Oklahoma fishing license. Waste of a card. Waste of time. Waste of space. Right there. You got the app. Texas hunting license. again. And fishing. Waste again, of a- again. You got the app. You're not shooting anything this year. Costco. No, but as much as I fall in the water, I learned in uh, the trip to Paluxy. You know what? He actually has a good point there. <laughs> um, I'll I'll allow the it. Whole, I'm listening. The, yeah. the whole reason I couldn't fish the rest of that day. It's because my phone was fried. Do you guys not have a waterproof pocket on your vest? Or yeah, your... Well, that's a whole nother, I mean, but. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Go yeah. on. Driver's Go on. You had a Costco card that appeared to have expired eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so right. anyways. Uh, I don't know. That's it. Like Wait, hold on. Wall. That's the whole thing. I mean, look. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, and so I got my driver's license, got my Visa bank card, got my PayPal card that saved my ass. Got the wait, Firestone so, card. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, because I want to go back. So you had, card? N- n- wait, so you have the company credit card. You work for a company of like eight people. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. have just called your boss the next day and been like, hey, I'm hey, really Chief, sorry. Guess what's about to happen I'm going to have here. to pay you back on this. Usually, yes. However, uh, Bill's mom is currently dying in Illinois, so I didn't want well, to. Then he probably so they canceled the car. Yeah, anyway, whatever. Uh, um, and do they not have food at Firestone? <laughs> <laughs> the thing I was worried about was gas, and, and I'm glad I am. Yeah, I can't thank Jeff enough. I was so, that What was going through my head is, oh, shit. Uh, schnapps, I no, is I believe oh, how it's pronounced. Oh, oh schnapps. Yeah. Oh, schnapps. German word. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm, you know, roughly 100 miles from home. I have uh, less than a half a tank 89 of gas. 89 miles of gas. <laughs> this is like, I am going to need gas. Wait, doesn't your little make-believe truck get like 78 miles to the gallon? No, no. The yeah, great thing about the make-believe know. trucks is yeah. that they really don't get they very know. good. Really? No, I get. I mean, it's better than yours. I get sixteen miles to the gallon. You only get sixteen miles to the gallon. Eighteen at best with what? a wind. I get. I get around eighteen, maybe twenty on the highway. But have you considered so like happened? I don't know changing your air filter or anything? Yeah, I changed my air filters. I do need to change spark plugs. Uh, but hmm. That ain't gonna get you an extra. No, that's that's weird. Wow. Huh. You know who who is actually, you know, people know this from our previous episodes. We had a, a huge car enthusiast on for a couple of seasons. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Ryan Wilmer. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic guy. Um, my, my barbecue brother. Uh, we had an event, as people may hear uh, in previous episodes here at the church, Fandango. And we were doing some barbecuing. And we needed some wood. 
Brian lives very close to the church, generally has a pretty good supply of wood. Called him up. He was uh, supposed to be here, but decided to go to the lake instead of being here. That's sounds like him. Yeah, it's yeah. typical Brian. It's fine. Uh, but he goes, yeah, man, absolutely. Just go in my side gate, get you some wood. Uh, so we went in, and I counted it up. And between what Clay brought one night, and I went over there and got a little secondary load, we probably got 40 pieces of wood. Okay. It deplenished his stock quite a bit, right? Took it almost all the way down. And he had the gall on Sunday evening to text me and goes, hey, uh, I think I need $75, you know, for the wood. And I was very confused, so I Venmoed did he, him. Did he send it to you in a PayPal message? No, because it obviously wasn't urgent. He wasn't okay. stranded. Oh, right, right, okay. Um, so I sent him a dollar. <laughs> And uh, I think this offended him. He got a little <laughs> upset about it. Um, and I continued bantering back and forth. But at the end of the day, I've still not paid him any money. <laughs> Mostly because I think it's ridiculous that he would try to charge us money for him not being there. If he'd have been here, we could have gone and gotten his wood and it would have been okay. Well, and he and he offered it. I mean, he told you go through my side. And he, he told us, and he didn't tell you, hey, the, the and, nearest place to buy wood is over here. And yeah. you cleaned his flat top. And I took his wretched, oh, decrepit, yeah. inoperable flat top. Horribly disgusting. I brought it back to life. We cooked on it for three hours. Made delicious food. I don't know that it's actually been returned to him yet. But I feel like that the cleaning services that we provide were. Or at least worth thirty bucks. Oh, I think the, the I think it's I think the cleaning think. services are definitely worth seventy four dollars, and therefore you're completely We're square. square. Yeah, he owes he owes you seventy five dollars. If you had one fifty, yeah. Well, and here's the other thing: I bought him a shirt oh, for there the you event. Go. Yeah, that's that's twenty five thirty dollars. Good job on the shirts, by the yeah, way. Those are yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. I wore Jill mine yesterday. Her. Jill loves hers, by the way. Is it good? All right, yeah. good, yeah. good. See, I, I, Nick was so, like, "What's what's up?" I know. I look, like, I got I got my ass chewed at home by Rhett. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And don't ever look at me and go, "What's up?" Again, like yeah. you're my peer. <laughs> yeah. He goes, "I thought you were going to make Fry Kid shirts." Yeah. Well, I spent six hundred dollars on the other ones, Rhett. So I didn't feel like shelling out another. 300 for you and your buddies to have fry kid shirts. Okay? Get off my back. Go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's, so I, Nick's been there so seven I, years rent free. So Yeah, yeah. so I, I already know the answer to this, but, well, I, don't, I don't know the answer to the question that I'm now going to ask. How much, how much did we lose on Fandango? No, so, okay, so Fandango... I mean, I don't think it... I don't look at it as a fundraiser. Right, obviously. At yeah. this stage in the game, it is always just because it's fun. And, um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. So, Father Michael said something today at service that just filled my heart with joy. He goes, look, in the old days, before there was coinage, before there was currency to transact things and measure wealth, we measured wealth off of how great of a feast, how great of a party you could throw, Right. And if that's how we measure it, we're the richest people on earth. Because last Saturday night at St. James was awesome. It was awesome if you were 85. It was awesome if you were 15. It was awesome everywhere in between. And all in, $2,500. And we made in food sales 
like 900. So perfect. From my perspective, if you're throwing a great party yeah. for a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, come on. That yeah. was awesome. It was a great time. And, and we really, from a food perspective, we've never sold out of, I don't think, anything, anything. No, before. No, and this was, it was And wild. we sold out of everything. We served 128 meals from mm-hmm. the food units we had, 128 meals in two hours. And that's yeah. awesome. I mean, I was coming back from uh, one of Campbell's soccer games, and I got the tortillas text message i think just one word tortilla uh, maybe you said buy tortillas something maybe two no i think you said you said what do we need and i said tortillas yeah you said how many I said 30 30 yeah and we could have gone 60 or 80 i mean it was I mean, we were gonna run out of brisket, i think but. whatever it is we would have because we only cooked what 60 pounds of brisket yeah whatever it is whatever the number is i think we would have sold out of it because everything we had eight pounds of sausage Mm-hmm. 50 pounds of brisket, which we turned into a couple of different things, and we sold out of all of it. Yeah, I mean, but by 6.15. Yeah, it was 6.15. 6.14, and we yeah, were done. We were, we were 86 and, and everything, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, we, we probably could have done one more brisket and probably sold that one. I, um, I mean, I think as we look forward, I think we could have done two more pounds of sausage and one or two briskets and continued to sell food until 9 o'clock. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so the brisket nachos, they sold out early, and um, I got a lot of people disappointed that they missed out on the brisket nachos, so... Yeah, look, I... You know, hey, we'll, we'll just make more nachos next year. From a from a grand perspective, in terms of, did we have a good party? Yeah, the, the music was wonderful. The bounce houses, although late arriving from Dallas Party Rentals, LLC... Uh, they did eventually show Very up. Very late arriving. And did then one of them, they and just then they decided they would the wash houses. off in the middle of our party. So I, I'm not going to give them a recommendation. Yeah. But, but if they're interested in sponsoring the podcast, we would love to be the Caster Fade Podcast. You know what? We've got so many offers right now for podcast sponsors. True. It's going to cost them. them. It's going to cost them a lot. They're going to have to really pony up if they want back in my good graces. But we're looking at six figures. I mean, from what we did from a progress standpoint, Right, we took what was predominantly a St. James get together last year with maybe a hundred people, and we had probably two hundred, two twenty-five, and I didn't know half of them, which I think is the whole idea behind the thing. Right? I mean, we got all yeah. these new people that got to see we're not well, we are creepy and weird, but we're not. Yeah, but we're lovably creepy. We're not creepy. We're, we're approachably just weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, we're weird. I don't know about creepy. That's uh, well. Oh, yeah. I mean, Clay was there. That's true. He was handling food. It was kind of actually, you know, it kind of creeped me out. Yeah, no, it's creepy. Yeah, I wasn't handling the food. That's not true. He chopped two of the four briskets, and he chopped them expertly. Well, the and and Friday night. So Friday night, I I get up here and I walk into the kitchen, and um, we've got uh, Joe Joe, French, uh, Joe French, and Nick Oliver, and Nick Oliver. I mean, they're handling up, and Clay is in there with him. And he is. Uh, were you deveining jalapenos yes, at the time? Yes, yes. All right. So now, now this. this is this Ten is the best part. Pounds. Is yeah, yeah. So I walk no in there. Gloves. Oh, I walk in there. No gloves. No gloves. <laughs> no glo- and I, that's the first thing I'm like. There's no gloves. And the best part is, then I look. Not five feet from him, there is a box of gloves. And Can't I was do just it. Just like no. Nah. It's, it's an insult to his masculinity. Yeah. Wear gloves. <clears throat> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> makes going to the restroom so much easier. There's here's here's what's so, amazing about so that. So many things about that. I walked in there and I had 20 pounds of produce and I gave five pounds onions, five pounds of tomatoes to, oh, and some limes and a bag of limes, five pound bag of limes to Nick and Joe. And they're like, yeah, we got this. And these two men worked like a piston in an engine, just small talk. They're not going fast. Perfect cuts. Chop all this vegetable. It's beautiful. I gave the 10 pound bag of peppers to clay. And this dude looks like a midget trying to kickstart a Honda. He is over there. Every pepper is a fight with him. But would he let somebody tag in? Would he take gloves? No. No. He worked through 10 pounds of peppers in the most unathletic, most painful, cumbersome fashion I've ever seen. But you know what? You got to be impressed. Yeah. Look. I walk away and go, I'm way more impressed with the grinder than the guys that are just humming along. Yeah. I no mean, problem. Yeah. Uh, th- it's impressive. I mean, he was he was getting in there. I uh I the the temptation that I had and I'm not normally like this, but the temptation that I had to just I don't, like sprinkle some salt in my hand and just toss it into toss his eyes. Toss it on him, sure. I mean, I just I, I Clay, on a, on it a took scale a lot. of 1 to 10, where would you say your dejection and anger was with me when you looked at me and you go, you don't want them deveined, do you? And I go, oh, yeah, they, they got to be deveined. Oh. <laughs> Just pissed. I wouldn't say pissed. I was... You'd say schnapps. I would say, uh, yeah, schnapps was running through my head like crazy. Schnapps and fudge. Snops and fudge. <laughs> and here's a shout out to one of our uh, previous guests, Zach Miller. We had a real uh, Jesus at the, the wedding in Cana event, right? So Zach had called me earlier in the day and he goes, hey, do you want me to bring a couple of steaks for you and I? I know we're going to be up there late. And I go, yeah, absolutely. I don't say no to a steak. Look at my waist. So he brings these two <laughs> beautiful ribeyes, a little bit of mushrooms, a little bit of onions. And he goes, we'll just throw this together and it'll be dinner for you and I whenever we get a chance to eat it. So about 9, 30, 10 o'clock, he throws these steaks on. Well, there's still four or five guys, six guys hanging around at that point. And he brings out these two beautiful steaks that he's cooked. And I'm like, yeah, they're for everybody. Let's just dig in. Six grown men standing over two plates of steak and mushrooms and onions Eating as if we had never seen food before. <laughs> like, the fact that utensils were still in play is completely amazing to me. But we got after it, and here's the crazy thing. We all walked away, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not really hungry yeah. right now. I'm, I'm pretty satiated. So thank you, uh, Zach Miller and Zach Miller's Meat Market, for providing the uh, the steaks last week. That yeah. was the first mushroom I've ever had. That was your first yeah. mushroom ever. Uh, well, yeah. hold yeah. on. That you enjoyed. That, yeah, that, that was non-hallucinogenic. Right. There you go. That's, there you the, go. that's the word. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that was... Uh, yeah. We had, we had garlic instead of psilocybin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are the, the mushrooms are great. And uh, we're sitting there, and the best part is so the next day... So this is, you know, Friday night. It's a brisket cooks over all night. So the next day, um, he's pointing at a beer. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Please but, hand um, me a beer. I can't see um, it. Yeah. <laughs> so the you next day... Me. The next day, Clay comes up to me, and he's like... I ate mushrooms last night, Thank you. and uh, and I was like, 
I was I was with you. I, I guess you heard. <laughs> yeah. I had mushrooms. Yeah, I was the guy with the fork to your yeah, left. Yeah, I was standing right there. And you've told me that before, and it was because you had a completely different experience. But, um, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh. That was a bad choice, Coach, by the way. By the um, way, let's just look no, at... that was a good choice. <laughs> look at the broadcasting technique. When I open my beer, I put it as far away as I can from no, the microphone. No, he puts it... He wants everyone to know he's that he's trying, trying to beer. open it off of the microphone. He is. He's got it shoved up closer to the microphone than Brian Wilmer has ever been. And, uh, no, Brian talks right here. This is where Brian talks. Yeah, even you sound small. This is where Clay opens his beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think it's that time. I look at the clock, and I think it's the time for our favorite uh, segment. Dun-na-na, dun-na-na, squirrel watch center. The thing. Tonight, we are deferring. Oh. I am deferring my end, and I am sending it straight over like a rocket to Kenneth. Because you've got a Brian Wilmer story for us. Yes. I just told my Brian Wilmer stories about the... Okay. No, no, you had another one. No, it was about the wood. But oh. look, I'm glad we're here. Okay, so it's just the three of us here. There's no one else here. That's important. As you guys know, I have been living with my in-laws. <laughs> I've been living with yes. my in-laws for 60-plus days. We're, we're in between selling our house and buying a new house. And uh, the new house is closed. The paperwork's done. We're moving in shortly. But I'm still living with my in-laws. Um, and I want to say this better than you than me. I don't know if that's true, but my father-in-law is the sweetest man God ever created. He's 143 years old, Jewish, loves simple things, a good beach, a nice sunset, a meal, a glass of scotch, my father-in-law and I are what uh, the Spanish refer to as simpatico. We travel well together. We live well together. We have our minds on the same things, right? It's pretty simple. Feed me. Give me a little bit of good booze. Maybe some loving from the woman. I'm a happy camper, right? That's how my father-in-law is. I can't say enough positives about my father-in-law. The only negative to my father-in-law is he's almost stone-cold deaf. But really, is that a negative when you're living with your in-laws? I don't think so. So, for the record, those keeping score at home, father-in-law, a billion. But my mother-in-law also lives in this house. Oh, my Lord. And off and on, in little anecdotes, I've tried to share... A glimpse, a picture, a window of the neurosis I'm dealing with. Have we talked about your dog on the podcast? I don't know that we have. I don't think we have. I don't know. I can can touch on it here. Okay. My mother-in-law, who does have medical issues, I'll give her that. But aside from those medical issues, is 100% off the reservation. <laughs> this woman is crazy. And my wife knows this, so I don't think she's going to listen to this and have anything 
come out that she's surprised by. But I want to give you guys a glimpse of just a handful of the things that have happened in my 60 days living at this house. And you've got you got 30, 30 left, right? No. Well, okay. Here's how I'm looking at it. Um, so we're closed. It's officially our house. We're in a leaseback period. December 1st ends the leaseback. Okay. Well, as you guys know, I go to the beach for Thanksgiving. Right. Right. So I'm, right. I'm backing it up to the time I leave for the beach, which is November 19th. There you go. Okay. Because I'm not going to stay in that house a minute longer than after we get back with that. So as I look at it from the time of recording, I'm at 12 days. Okay. Congratulations. I'm not Congratulations. sure I'm going to live through it. You can do this. But I'm at 12 days. So let me walk you through just a few of the highlights of my 60 days living with my in-laws. Highlight one. My mother-in-law works all day. She has debilitating MS and terrible scoliosis. So getting around the house is ostensibly very hard for her. But what she does when she is up and walking around is just mess things up for other people. (laughs) She will wash dishes that have already been washed. Not because she's confused, but because she doesn't trust that they're actually clean. Right. The grates on the gas burners, they're movable. They're cleanable. I agree they should be cleaned. My mother-in-law believes they need to be cleaned every day. They need to be cleaned once a week. I believe that she believes they need to be cleaned every day because she does not cook. She sits around and is waited on. Mm -hmm. So she believes that something should be done because clearly we're not working hard enough. Soaking. Let's talk about soaking. Most of us at this table certainly have two chambered sinks. One has a disposal side. One is just a regular drain. She believes that if you start a day without plugging that drain, filling it with soapy water, and just soaking things in it. <laughs> just, just random for the things, day. right? Yeah. I know you think this is flippant. It's not. Rags? She doesn't understand that if you soak rags and not dry them out, they just mildew. <laughs> what? So soaking rags is important. The aforementioned burners on, well, you got to soak them before you put them in the I dishwasher. Mean, sure course any seasonal decoration she's thinking about putting away later she needs to soak before putting in the dishwasher to wash okay Okay. all right so there's quirks on a cleanliness standpoint she loves to vacuum Mm. she loves to vacuum who doesn't and you would think that's that's a super positive thing Ordinarily, I would too, but there's two giant caveats to this. Number one, she has a dog that she refuses to train. I've paid $600 for a trainer that she apparently will not invite back to the house because the trainer tells her to do things that she just doesn't want to do. So this dog is just wild ass, and it's not the dog's fault. But the dog apparently has a penchant for chewing on electrical cords. Oh, shit. That's so not- she's chew, <laughs> chew, chewed through the cords... On two vacuum cleaners. They paid to have one fixed. I replaced another one. So she now has two operational vacuum cleaners. But the only time she sees fit to vacuum is approximately 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have. How is she still <sighs> awake, dude? She's like. Here's how, here's how she, here's how she's awake, because she gets up at approximately four a.m., turns every light she can find on, and vacuums a little bit then. And then goes to bed at about seven thirty in the morning and sleeps again till eleven. Gets she sleeps in like three hour increments. She's like on the verge of being a vampire. She just can't quite get there. <laughs> so she vacuums, right? Starting at eleven o'clock, she loves to vacuum. But she never cleans anything up. For example, she felt the whimsy the other day to get out her electric pencil sharpener and sharpen some pencils. Why does a 74-year-old woman need pencils? I don't know. But she felt like she needed to sharpen them on the island in the kitchen. And then apparently, you can't leave the electric pencil sharpener full of shavings. You have to pull it out and dump it into a, a bin because you don't want it to have shavings in there the next time you use it. Which is all well and good unless you completely miss the bin and just dump pencil shavings all over the floor. I know what you're thinking. This is no step for a woman of this level of cleanliness. Two days ago, those pencil shavings were still there. (laughs) (laughs) So she didn't soak the pencil shavings? This one, no. (laughs) No, what's funny is I'm pretty sure she spilled something on top of them that caused them to mold, and now there's a spot on the floor. But anyway, this woman fills her day with doing things that make life difficult or more uncomfortable for other people. That's how she... Th- I think that's that's her life source. She's like an energy vampire. <laughs> she doesn't feed off of blood. She feeds off your good intentions and well-being, and she sucks it right out of you. And there's no conversation you can have with her that will not eventually turn around and become about her. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that sounds like El Hee <laughs> And it's just I Yeah, you guys you guys could have a mother in law off, that's for sure. Look, um, I, I have met his mother in law on numerous occasions. I don't even think it's a horse race. Oh yeah, you think you just blow it out. <laughs> I yeah. told this woman not more than three weeks ago that she was literally the worst human being I've ever met. <laughs> well So I've now just my mother in law has now. swung across and given me a heck of a left hook my mother-in-law doesn't want to open that door because i am not advocating violence against women violence against women but i would kill her given the opportunity and speaking of killing she killed my dog oh that's the yeah that's i i mean the one that was like 800 years old, blind. Yes. Scout. Yeah, but still Scout. alive. No, 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 no. Yeah. I know. Yeah. How, yeah. Okay, so, so how, Scout. How did she kill Scout? So Scout, Scout's a 17-year-old uh, English setter mix, beautiful dog. Looks like uh, a coyote. No, that was Earl. Oh, that's right. That's right. Earl died years ago. Um, <laughs> Scout, Scout's an older dog. Scout uh, had giant cataracts, deaf as a post. She had terrible arthritis. She was an old dog feeble but she could still go through the motions of life she could feed herself she could clean herself she could go outside and go to the bathroom all the things you're looking for in a dog my mother-in-law can only do about half of those just for the record (laughs) so you know my mother-in-law is 
obsessed with animals. She thinks she's the Dr. Doolittle of Richardson, Texas. So she insists that Scout sleeps in her room and Scout gets on her schedule. So whatever. Okay, fine. I don't care. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Uh, maybe a month. Yeah, something like that. Maybe halfway through our stint. Um, my uh, my wife, my oldest child, Rhett, get up earlier than my younger daughter and I do. They go to school. They go on about their life. The minute that the front door closes, that Emily and Rhett are out the door and going to school, Thelma's coming upstairs, and she wakes me up, and she goes, hey, Scout's in the pool. I go, okay, I'll go get her. And she goes, no. She's gone. I thought you said she was in the pool. What do you mean she's gone? She's dead. Huh? Okay. So I get up. I go out on a cool fall morning, fish my 17-year-old dog's lifeless body out of the pool, make plans to dispose of the body, all these things. And then my mind starts turning. How is it that my dog is in the pool dead? Well, again, Scout's old. Yeah. There's every possibility that she could have just fallen into the pool and the water was cold and somehow she was unable to get out and and she died. Now that possibility is out of the... What seems strange to me about this is, number one, my dog never went anywhere near the pool because... She was 152, blind and deaf. Mm -hmm, She had the same path that she walked every day to the same spot in the yard to do the same thing and to come back. But enter into the equation variable Y, which is my mother-in-law's dog. Again, the aforementioned untrained little cow dog. Well, my mother-in-law's response to not training her dog is hooking her up to about a hundred foot of steel cord because that will prevent her from running out of the yard, but yet she can reach the grass. And So wait, so, I mean, they have a fenced in yard. They have a wrought iron fenced yard. So at the okay. time, the thought and rightfully so was that her little dog was thin enough to fit through the wrought iron and explore the neighborhood. Couldn't they just run some like hardware mesh or something along the They could have done thing? 15 different things, okay. Jeff, including right. running some chicken wire along the bottom of the fence or, again, training the dog. Training the training dog. Training the dog, yeah. That it's already been paid for. Right. That's the, if, can you... Can you just transfer that to me? I don't really need it, but I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well because they're yeah, not using right, it. Right, yeah. I mean, my dog does really well, but I bet he could learn a cool trick. So for my thought bucks. process is that my old decrepit dog was going out to go potty. The other dogs went outside, except my mother-in-law stopped and hooked her wretched, untrained dog up to this cord. It took off for parts unknown. The cord swiped my dog. She was so far away from the steps, she couldn't find him, couldn't get to it, and drown. God. So. And here's the worst part. In my opinion, I understand not wanting to upset Emily and Rhett before their day, but could you not have pulled your daughter aside before she left for work and been like, hey, your dog's corpse is bobbing in the pool? Mm, yeah, Yeah. Maybe text Kenneth. I, I don't I, know. The whole I, thing I, is it's just, just... It's its a little weird. Um, okay, wait. I have... Okay, so the, the, she hooks her little yappy dog to... Well, that's the problem. It's not a yappy dog. It's what... It's what... 
Texans would refer to as a cow dog. Okay. It's probably got like four inch legs and a big thick. It's like an overgrown wiener dog. Okay. It's All right. thick and right. strong and smart. And like a catahoula. A little bit shorter, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, tall. Yeah, so probably probably similar to, to your dogs. Yeah, not um, dissimilar no. from your dog. Yeah. No, 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 no. A little bit My shorter dog, legs. I have black mouth curves. By the way. A little bit smaller. Pounds. By the way, I don't know how Sonny does this, but your dog, Sonny, is, is a great little dog. Somehow, there, there's some height thing here that that dog punches me in the nuts every time I see her. I, I have I don't, trained her. I've yeah, trained her I mean, it's, if you, you've it's done that... Said, Chopper sick balls. I mean, it's it's not it's not it's not like vicious or aggressive, but she she kind of just jumps up and she just constantly just Hello. punches me in the nuts. Yeah, it's it's really bizarre. Actually. And I met your little puppy the other day that acted like a puppy and you know yeah. tried to you know to bite punch my hand. You in the balls? Well, it was just biting, yeah. you know, like crazy. Oh, okay. But uh, I'm, I've been working on that. That's the one thing they just don't they just <clears throat> so don't stop has, until they're about six months old. So so he is has perfect treeer. He's treed three or four squirrels. I oh, we brought it around to squirrels. squirrels. Look at that. Look at that. You got your I, own squirrel. This dog. is broadcasting perfection. Because my dog, so, my dog has treated so a squirrel good. for him. So yeah. this dog, I'm so sitting good. out there. I'm sitting in the the, the backyard. He's in the squirrel blind. I'm, squirrel. I'm, I'm sitting in the backyard <laughs> drinking some coffee. On coffee. On, he has never on sat on in his backyard and had coffee, coffee ever. Yeah. And this dog just sits here and takes up, takes off. I'm like, where the hell is she going? Then all, or he, he's going. Then all of a sudden, I hear, <laughs> and I run. Oh God, in. he caught Nick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I walk around the corner, and he has two squirrels treed. Oh, 10, 10, 15 feet up above him, and uh, so. Uh, I've got my pellet gun with me just because it happens. Yeah, I believe out he has there. a holster, doesn't because he? Because yeah. he was sitting on his back yeah, porch having coffee. coffee. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't. So I had my pellet gun. He's with not going to do that unhealed. I mean, exactly. So I popped oh. two. I shot. Uh, you want to go heels? <laughs> Three inch stilettos, baby. I don't need to go heels to get the bulge on a tub like you. <laughs> Think it's you like how he went straight to stilettos as if we were yeah, discussing yeah, a strip yeah, club. Yeah. 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 Oh, ain't nothing wrong. No, with no, that. no, no. Okay. Cast your faith podcast. Okay. Cast, Cast your, your faith. faith. Cast your faith. So, uh, anyways, but yeah. if any strip clubs would like to sponsor <laughs> us, we are <laughs> PTs. Uh, so or any other. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Any. Yeah, we'll we'll take whatever you get. Men's so, strip club. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by La Bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Up next, it's the LaBear JV. <laughs> and on center stage, okay, okay, we have okay, okay, Kenneth okay. Lawrence. First of all, I know you're doing that as a joke, but I would be a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic adult erotic dancer. I'm what women are looking for. You know why? Because the men in those things, number one, half of them are gay. We know that, yeah, which is fine. Okay. But yeah. number two... They're not approachable. Even the ones that are straight, they're so muscular and athletic and pretty. They see a guy like me. I'm approachable. I'm gettable. Well, and I right? mean, and you're. Yeah, I mean, they're, we've, they're beelining it to you. No, you, well, let's. I you mean, you have a radio he, voice. Look, look at me. He's got the voice, and, and let's face it, he <laughs> is Bike Club Barbecue, and who doesn't want to be fed? Look, if you like food, and if you like fat guys that have a semi-deep voice, 
Are you kidding me? I'm center. I'm the ribeye of the dancing world. <laughs> There's no question. Like it's not even close. Oh, God. <laughs> good lord. Wow. Um, but it was good. Uh, um, it was. Wait, what, what, we, are, what, what is he wrapping up? What's he wrapping up? We, first of all, he Wait, hijacked you. do you know you. what you're wrapping no, up? No, he doesn't. No, no clue. No no idea. No, he hijacked you talking about your dog. All right, um, look, so yeah, she know, died. It's fine. We're moving on. But the moral of the story is, literally, if I had had the foresight to somehow get someone to come in and install cameras mm, yeah. for the last 60 days... If you've watched the Kardashians, if you've watched Big Brother, if you watched any of those shows and you thought, man, those are great, let me tell you, there's nothing like the television I could have made over the last 60 to 80 days That's in my household. Because every night I go to bed, and by the way, I go to bed on what is roughly equivalent to a concrete slab. Well, of, I can't of course imagine. You do. Yeah. I put the most expensive foam egg crate thing I could find, like a $120 foam like layer. Memory of, foam from Bed Bath & Beyond. It barely makes it feel outside of my prison days. It so is now, just <laughs> rock hard. Emily wakes up every morning. She goes, why am I so sore? And I go, I think you know. Yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, the bed. Right. I go, well, yeah. So now is this is this like I was trying to be sexy, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, (laughs) so uh so no, is this a is this a bed or is it a couch pull out? So it is a full size bed. (laughs) Full size. In their biggest guest room. Right. That is You guys probably have a king, right? Yeah, for the listeners at home, yeah. Here are the two struggles with the full size bed. Especially this one. The first struggle is a size struggle. Because you've got to do the half roll, shift over, Fair. and then roll over to get all the way on there so as not to disturb your partner. Right. The second is, for this particular manufacturer, apparently their substance of choice was titanium. Titan- yeah, possibly just solid concrete. It is. Uh, if you could move even farther from the microphone for your hiccup attack, that would be great. Before, before the first <laughs> week was over, I felt like I got internal bruising. Like, my organs yeah. were bruised. You may never recover. It was awful. Emily asked me this morning, she goes, do you think when we get on our bed, we're going to just think it's too terribly soft? And I go, no. I, I, I feel like if I could ever get on my bed, it's going to feel like a gang of Smurfs <laughs> gently massaging my lower <laughs> groin. That's how excited I would be about getting back onto my bed. I can roll over with immunity, just... Ah, ah, just not immunity, impunity. Yeah, just slapping people. <laughs> I think both apply. Wherever, yeah. getting aggressive yeah. with it. So it's it, wait, it's a full. It's not even a, like a queen. Not a queen. It's a full. Jeff, it is basically like a, I don't know what they call the guys in prison that do the trustees. Uh-huh. The guys yeah. that do a little bit right, so they get promoted and get in charges and things, get some perks. Yeah, that's basically what I'm right. Sleeping so it's on. just a little bit better. Only right. not as nice. <clears throat> yeah, you know it's. Because we have a king size bed. Well, and, now you're just being cocky. Well, oh, and it's it's fabulous. Um, but you know, we go to my parents' house and they have queens, right? Which is fine. Love queen. Love it's, queen. It's fine. I, th- I think we have. In fact, you know, I'm sure we have a queen size bed. You have a queen? Yeah. We've always slept, and it's fine. Well, see, we've gone from king, when we go from, and we had it. We started out with queen, and then we end up with the king, and then now we go back to the queen, and it's just like, oh, you, you, get off me! You know, I don't like you that much. Dude. We've only been married for 
ever. You can't even <laughs> fathom. And you couple that on the fact that you're trying to go get some rest after having to deal with this deplorable human being, my mother-in-law, for... Right, so I mean, the, and the I image, work from home, right? So I'm yeah, always around no, her. There's no yeah. escaping. Why, why didn't you like go find a Regis office or something? Okay, so look, I had this kind. Of, this is exactly how it came up. We were talking about selling the house, and they're like, "What are you going to do? Do you have a house you want to buy?" And we're like, "No, we don't. But we'll just go rent something." And they're like, "Oh, that's silly. You're just throwing away money." That and would have the, been the best money you've ever the, spent at the time. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? That's six, nine, twelve thousand dollars that we don't need to throw down the tubes." You're right. You're right. That was so impossibly dumb because the stress it has put on me, my wife, our marriage, our children. Oh my god! Yeah, no. There's it's, no amount of money I wouldn't. That spend. might be worse than my decision to pull the trailer down to the coast. Oh, look, no. no. I, I just want to say, I kick all of you in the groin for a lot of bad decisions a lot of the time. And to my credit, rightfully so. But in this instance, as far as you want to rear back and kick me in the junk, it is well-deserved. But just know, no, I, I don't, whatever that I, pain is. Yeah, no, it's you've it's been through enough. You've been through enough. But in um, my mind, the whole time I was like, yeah, it makes sense because... My father-in-law and I are going to get on fine. No problem. We like the same things. And really, that's been great because a lot of days he'll walk in and go, oh, what are we having for dinner? And I go, well, I'm going to make this, 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 this. He goes, cool. You want a drink? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, I do. Let's go have a drink. It might be noon, but yes. That happened the other night. In fact, I think when I say the other night, I mean last night. He was like, do you want a scotch? I go, yeah, Jerry, I'd like a scotch. So he brings a bottle of scotch, a couple of glasses. He pours one. I have one. He pours two. I have two. He goes, I'm all done. So I had four more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that bottle isn't going to drink itself. Well, you know, once you open it, it starts going bad. That's right. Yeah, you don't want to, like, turn to vinegar or something. That's that's a big deal. What's the deal on, uh, did you watch watch 30 Rock? Or maybe it was, no, it was Arrested Development. Yes, yes, arrest. Well, you know, once you open the bottle of vodka, it starts going bad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're actually so I watched that when it was it was on, and then um, we've been watching it because Camille had never watched it. Oh, it's so great! It's so great. So and what's great. funny? So she started listening to uh, the Smartless podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've listened to that. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as good as ours. They're good. They're yeah, good. They're they're up and comers. I mean, they're not they're yeah. not us, but, but they're going to get there. Yeah, I think they keep working at it. So then when she, you know, was listening to that and it's, you know, Will Arnett and uh, Jason Bateman and um, Jack from Will and Grace. I can never think of the guy's real yeah, name. I don't but, know the guy's Yeah, name. anyway, but... You know, the Jack of, from, yeah, from Will, Will and Grace. Grace. Yeah, everybody knows who I'm talking about. Sean. Yes, Sean. Uh, Sean. I want to say Combs, and, but that's not right. This is why keep this guy yeah. around. That's Big Dad. Yeah, How no, that's Puff, Puff Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. How did he know the gay guy from Will and Grace? Just don't. Let's let's not ask too many questions. The other gay guy, not right. The, the gay guy, right? The other gay yeah. guy. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So anyway, we've been watching Arrested Development again, and it's, it's still pretty good. I think um, it's better when you watch it the second and third times because there's little oh, know, there's, nuggets there's, that you pick yeah, up. Yeah, there's here a lot there. of nuance, and uh, I mean, there, there's always money in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. Um, knowing that it's coming just makes it even better, actually. Yeah. Who? And who? Who? Egg? <laughs> uh, Nobody's so, in fishing with the bananas. 
Well, it has well, been great schnapps. having everyone. Um, uh, yeah. No, so there was one more. Well, wow, it's been a long podcast. Uh, so hold on. We've got. So speaking of TV, go on. Yeah. Um, tonight is the. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about this for a little yeah. bit, right? So I don't know. So Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. 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 So, All right. So okay. Look, just to, to set the ground floor for the three of our twenty-three listeners that may have not listened to the show, it is a show about. You know, it's a fictional show about the fictionally largest ranch in the state of Montana. And the name of this ranch is the Yellowstone Ranch. The uh, patriarch of the ranch family is Kevin Costner. And what you find out pretty early on in the show is it's no different than The Sopranos, right? It oh, is yeah. A, yeah. a very oh. tight-knit group that are running this ranch, and they're doing some things that are by any means necessary. If it means killing somebody, they're going to kill somebody. If it means uh, violating federal law, they're going to violate federal law to make sure that this ranch remains intact for generations to come. And uh, As it I, I think from my perspective, we were talking about this, and I was talking about this actually playing golf today. The characters in it, they've done such a great job of writing this show and casting the people in it that no matter what kind of guy you are, for the most part, and I'll tell you my exception, you can find a character in the show that you look at and you go, man, yeah, I could be that guy. There's one exception to that. If you run across a guy that tells you that they could be Rip, Rip is the, the <laughs> no, lead no cow one hand. can actually be Rip. Yeah. He's the top hand at this ranch. He is a man's man. He is literally, and this is what my buddy, or it was Cameron. It wasn't my buddy. It was my cousin. Cameron and I were talking about today. Rip is the modern day John Wayne. He is what men of our age look at and go, that's the baddest MFR to walk the planet. I couldn't be it, but I'd like to be it. Yeah, right? no, no. It's one thing to want to be Rip, but if you claim that you that you're the Rip of there your group, yeah, you're, you're not the no, Rip you're not. of your if group. If you think you're the Rip, you're not. No, no. If you but think you're the Rip, you're the Jamie. Outside of that, looking at all the characters, and I've, I, I told Emily this after season one, I look at Kevin Costner, and not because I have a giant ranch, not because I have a giant business, not because of any of that, but because of the tiny herds of cat that I try to wrangle in my life, I go, I, I really relate to this character because yeah. just when you get one gate closed in my life, the cats have found another way out and you're trying to close them in on this side. Yeah, and just, he, that's a really relatable experience. You just, you know, you're just trying to hold the whole thing together and nobody listens to you. They never do what they're supposed to do. And, you know, and you're sitting there and you're like, you know, I mean, he probably shouldn't have killed that guy, but I understand, right? It's, uh, yeah. It, it is It is the most anti-hero show ever, oh, right? And I, and I love because the anti-hero show. Lo- oh, I do. Oh, my God. Yeah. I loved The Sopranos. And Sopranos, I really do think this is Western Sopranos. Sopranos, Breaking Bad. All the, I love the anti-hero. You do, because yeah. look, it's, it's so much more relatable than the villain because the villains they put on television by and large are not representative real life villains. They're just not. And the heroes they put on television, no human being is like that. And then you see this show and you go, look, this guy has a family business and he will literally do whatever it takes 
to protect that family business. And I think for those of us in the small business world and those of us that have a family, that's super relatable. Yeah, it's that, it's that whole doing the the wrong things for the right, right reason. Yeah. And uh, it, it's so great. I um, and, and this is the thing about TV now, right? So similar to... Wait, hold on. Clay, are you on this on. show? I am. Yeah. I'm that... Uh, I'm the... What's his name? Willie? Not Willie. Uh, what? No, you're the old cow hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely he's with the handlebar mustache yeah. and the... Yeah, just... Yeah. Man, yeah, I'll just go. I'll just go shoot this guy in the head for whatever. He's it's like, hey, there. Yeah. you guys think we should do this? All right. And yeah. then, oddly enough, here's the other reason I think that's Clay relatable. Because remember, this old cowhand, ladies loved him, and that's the thing about Clay. He is like a a a, a rain man when it comes to women. Well, not only the thing about Clay is that, I mean, look, we all love Clay. I mean, not not necessarily in that way, but. He's he's super lovable. He's got he makes friends everywhere he goes. I, I and can't quit you. Okay. See, and the thing is, is that I mean, just right there is a great example. You stand back and you look at it, and you're just like, why, why do we like him? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense, and that's why that's perfect for it this is, guy because yeah. this guy on the show, who none of us can remember his name. No, no, yeah, he's. He's I can an awesome picture guy. him. Right? I can, oh, you can see, see him. him. Oh, yeah, day. He's yeah. got the gray handlebar. Oh yeah, the gray handlebar and the thing. Anybody that watches the show knows who, knows who we're talking about. Anybody and that when doesn't you watch look the at show him, can figure when it out you later. Look at him just from appearance. Incredibly intimidating guy. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, he's an intimidating old grizzled cowhand, and that's no different from probably you look at this guy and you look and go, oh, man, man, this guy's six foot eight. Oh yeah. He's got a bald head, <laughs> an incredibly terroristic <laughs> beard. Oh yeah. Especially right now. It's it's looking so are you growing it out. What are you doing? And he's the biggest teddy bear yeah. on earth, just yeah. like this yeah. cat. Yeah. 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 No love it. Super pumped to go see some Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah no, me I too. Am too. I am um, too. That's as a matter of fact. I actually uh, just I just texted my wife that to let her know that the premiere was tonight because I'd seen it advertised it was the strangest thing. I saw I think last night during the L S U game, it was advertised that it was Oh, why the could they not finish that by the way? We're so bad right now. All of um, America was. Oh, you think you're bad? You think you're bad? You want to be a Longhorn a fan? You're not in the SEC yet, okay? I mean, yeah, it's just... I'm bad in the Big Twelve. <laughs> I don't know. We had um, spent all year having great first halves, and last night, you know, what we couldn't have any good half. You know, I mean, the thing was, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I did not think that we would Thank beat you, Alabama, Kenneth. right? But, but wait, but they where, kept what the did you hope think alive? halfway through the third quarter. Oh, but then I'm thinking like, oh, I think we can pull this off. I, I thought you yeah. were going to beat Alabama. Yeah, I mean, we had this, it's that whole, uh, you know, if you watch Ted Lasso. Um, and who doesn't? It's Clay doesn't, by the way. Clay, watch Ted Lasso. I do not have Apple. It's I can $7 a month. I can fix that. I'll PayPal you. Send me a send me a PayPal request. Um, don't send me a text. Okay, send me so a you're not going to get to see it till Christmas, but yeah, <laughs> I'm only check my PayPal. Only check my PayPal statement quarterly. Um, yeah. So. Um, anyway, so it, it's it's that it's the hope that kills you, right? It's the um, I mean, it was so last night. The L- what a great know. line! It is the hope that kills, kills you. you. Yeah, That's right. So it was. You know, I and this was one of those deals where nobody else in the family wants to watch the LSU game. 
Campbell would probably watch the LSU game with me, but Camille didn't want to watch it. And she did the, we can turn the LSU game on. And I was like, no, it's fine. So I had it on in my iPad, like sitting next to the couch. Rhett asked me why we were watching this game. He goes, hey, daddy, there's no Longhorns in this game. Why are we watching it? I was like, okay, buddy, it's it's nuanced. I can't fully explain it. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah. So anyway, I've got my iPad going with the LSU game on sort of next to it. And we were actually... Because as we've talked about, I let my kid watch Ted Lasso. So we were watching episodes of Ted Parent Lasso. Of the year. Yeah, of the it's year. Parent of the year. yeah, it was another awkward one. And so to digress, which is what we do. Um, so look, the language thing is fine. He can handle the fact that there are adult words. You're not supposed to say those. He's fine. Yeah, he's hung around me. Right. I mean, well, and Clay. Uh, so um, oh, Clay is yeah, Cap- Captain Schnapps right. over there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't say shit and, all that often. No. Um, so and and, and I'm, I'm no I'm not great either. So better oh, better than oh. better than Clay. But uh, well, any, fudge any me. yeah. Anyway, so point being, here's the thing. That's fine. And it only pops up every few episodes, but like the sexual content is. And Campbell's in fourth grade. Okay, I'm not ready for this conversation. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. there was a there was a I couple, find it to be a little bit frustrating that either they want to be semi graphic, <laughs> but not show me that hot blonde chick's boobs. At one, at, at one point last night. Um, like, if you want he to goes, get he, that graphic he, with he goes, it, at least right. let me see your boobs. Yeah, so they, they push right up to it. So, like, at one point last night, we're, we're watching Ted Lasso, and um, there is a scene where she is in bed with, with where Rebecca the, is yeah, with the, Sam Obasanya. Yeah, yeah, with Sam. And um, and I, I can and what's funny to me is I'm just I'm just gonna let this roll right I'm just I've already committed I've already got my you can't really the, backtrack yeah I've already point. got my parent of the year trophy hoisted up between the scarring him for life with the World War II museum which he reminds me of weekly and whole episode we should yeah we should that. um so just our week at the beach we should talk about. yeah we should um but uh so anyway. He goes, so they're they're laying in bed, and this appears to be a a post coital coital. Thank you. Moment and and by the way, for those that haven't seen it, this is a hot older broad. Oh yeah, no, and she's, a very athletic footballer from right, Europe. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. got something for everybody. Sure, yeah, everybody's everybody's having a great time. Except Campbell looks at me, he's like, Rebecca doesn't have her shirt on, and he's like disgusted. Right? He just thinks this is this is ridiculous and horrible. And I was just and like, you're looking at him going, I know, I, I know, know, I know. She does. Roll I know, over, I know. roll over, roll over. I know, roll and, over. and they're keeping that sheet way up there. But um, yeah. And, and, and what's so funny is that you know we we. Oh no! You just went clay, didn't you? No, I can see I didn't, the light I just went out in your eyes. You no longer know what you're no, talking no, about. No, no, I, I totally do. So the funny thing is about my my wife, who is a Hard pivot. Intelligent. Hard pivot. No, no. She's an intelligent, wonderful woman. Thank you, Camille Jacoby. Yeah. Sponsorships are, are available. So, but she does <laughs> this. Like, she realizes that we're in this odd, like, sexual tension moment and that she is concerned that our fourth grader is watching this. So, you guys ran off to the bedroom and left him in the living room alone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Campbell. The, do not come in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, what's so funny is so she hits pause. And I'm like, no! and I was like, what are you no, doing? No, I'm no, like, no, he doesn't. Horror. Yeah. He just thought it was weird that she doesn't have a shirt on. Just keep plowing through this. They'll be kicking plowing. the soccer. Plowing. 
plowing. That's what we have him here for. Yeah, that's what he's here for. So anyway, she hits pause, and I'm just like, you know, anyway, so we get we get through that. It was fine. It was totally fine. He thinks it was weird. He doesn't know. But all he knows is that, like, all of a sudden it was a big deal because she hit pause, and she was like, oh, my God, we should fast forward. And I was like, well. So now he's got that, like, that Apple drop pin in his brain. Yeah, yeah. Moment. He's like, yeah, well, yeah. In a few years from now, he'll be like, wait a second. But, um. No, that's that's a great show, but um, love that show. One of the it best is on television. So good. Look, I I, I want to say just for the record, we've had a couple of profanities, which is, you know, a few too many, but less than we normally do. We've covered some important topics. I think if I'm writing this show, I'm going to give it uh, seven point five out of ten dry flies. Yeah, no, and we're at we're at an hour twenty three, and I guarantee you nobody wants to listen to us. No, nah, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. It's been good. It has been. It has been good. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. Oh, oh got a wow. poet, and we didn't know, know it. it. Yeah, I, I think that was written down and shoved into his yeah, no, that was wallet. A one yeah. note. Yeah, it's one <laughs> note in crayon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Till next time, boys. Okay, I will. I will sit out real fast. So, because um, we never actually close the show, so. We want to thank everyone for listening and find us Cast Your Faith on Facebook. We are soon going to be launching a website. I have not registered the domain yet. I'm shooting for something in the area of Cast Your Faith. It's early 2022. That's right. And we've got to have lots of trips coming up. So for sure, we're doing Beaver's Bend. um, Big one in January. In January. If you're interested, get in touch with us. That's That's the one. So find us. uh, If you're listening to this, you already know us. So... Uh, big one in January, but we are putting out a website. We are putting out a calendar of trips for the next year. We've got, um, and we're we going to start four having, big ones next year, four big ones lined up. We'll reveal them quarterly. That's right. Yeah. We got the four big trips next year. We're going to start monthly. We're going to have be having an outing. We're going to be looking at some casting instruction. We've got, um, possibly some fly tying going on, although I'm really the only one that cares. So, um, literally in the entire Twitter sphere interverse. Let's You're look, the only one that cares. Well, yeah, look, I like to tie flies. It's, yeah, it's a no. nerdy thing that I Y'all do. Y'all please and, pay yeah. attention to tying flies because I am always looking for yeah, more flies. Clay, need, Clay needs flies, <laughs> so I got to get to the vice so that Clay can have some flies. So, um, yeah, and right. uh, thank you very much. See you next time. See you.